You are now tuning in to Lex and RDDC Broadcast Station, serving up on the double doses for us all. Welcome back to the Real Double Dose Channel. This is your host, Lex, coming to you straight from the heart where the talk is real and the vibe is always live. Thank you for tuning in and being here with us because here, serving a slice of everyday life is what RDDC is all about. For any show requests, feedback, or anything under the sun, as always, like we always say, reach out to us at Real Double Dose Channel at Yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X.com. You know what it is. And as well as Real Double Dose Channel.blogspot.com. You can check out the insights, the guest experts, and so much more as well as being able to be a part of the gift card giveaways and the free travel giveaways we know that you have had the free travel giveaways and collectively don't be afraid of COVID-19 you can always save those and use Puerto Vallarta Hawaii Puerto Rico Jamaica all those when you want exclusively and thank you to all hundreds of you who have gotten a chance to get your gift cards because right now we need them more than ever but at the blog spot you can find all the links and so much more in the about me section and through the pages as well and we do have real double dose channel.com with all your apparel and so much more and the team coming out for a whole nother series possibly live i don't know we'll get there so to tune in stitcher radio spreaker.com spotify blueberry as well as google cast itunes iHeartRadio, soundcloud all the links all the places you know where to go remember you can tune in from there and we see the thousands of you and next time i promise i will be linking up all the countries and cities and all that to announce to everyone out there to suffice your appetite but without further ado some of you at least a good couple thousand of you know already that we have our special guest expert and our wonderful wonderful dr pisces herself i'm just gonna say dr yam so dr yamalet williams so it's keep it simple coach for aspiring and entrepreneurs on the rise being a business owner during this global centric world we live in isn't easy and dr yam knows firsthand while she has had many side hustles since childhood her recent endeavor launching synergy solutions came out of an unfortunate situation so dr yam's mission is to educate inspire and lead growth in others she coaches aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners both one-one and group settings to become confident prepared and thriving members of the commerce society yes considered a resource reservoir dr yam loves to share the latest tips and tools to ensure success isn't a one-time event because life hashtag keeps moving yes it is so how are you dr yam i am just happy can you hear me Yes, I can. Okay, okay. Sorry about that. I think that was Tony's fault. He was a little jealous. Okay. So, <laughs> I just want to say, Dr. Yam is here with us. We've had, I've had the pleasure, I'm going to say we, because I know that Tony's here with us as well, and Angela went off to probably get some coffee. But at the same time, we have Dr. Yam here. And I know a lot of you are chomping at the bit, and we have some of your questions ready, so just slow down and don't get upset. With and Tony can only handle so much, and we'll get to those. But let's let Dr. Yam intro herself into enlightening us about her wonderful spirit. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, you know, I think what I like to do is kind of just share a little bit of my background with respect to how I got to where I am. Oh, yeah. That. So many of us enter into our professional lives and we take this traditional journey of, oh, go finish high school, go to college, get a job and kind of move up this ladder. And I pretty much was pretty much your straight and narrow person. And I followed the rules and did all the right things. And 
less along the way. In fact, so much so that the destinations where I thought I was headed really didn't, it's not where I ended up, in mm. fact. So when I went through my uh, academic years, particularly in beginning years, I, I was intended to go to college and wasn't able to get there and had to take an alternative route. So I went to tech school and I was always fascinated with technology and architecture. And I said, I want to be an architect. So I thought I was going to end up being an architect. And then I ended up doing architectural drafting and design for architects. Wow. And then I got into technology. And then when, in the way back in the day, so I'm not going to age myself. Well, let's just say we didn't have much. We didn't even have a mouth back then. That's how, that's how far back I got. So. You still look, you still look wonderful. That's all. Yeah. So you still are. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say I'm a child prodigy. I graduated college at age 12. No. But, so I got into technology early. I have, I've always had a love of teaching and sharing knowledge. And through that, I was, uh, offered an opportunity to, uh, I was doing training in technology to others, and then I got into teaching part-time, and then I got into education, and went to school and got my certification in teaching, got into project management, more into the technology back then, it was doing network networking and wide area networks and designing and things, and got a chance to move several times. Um, one of the things I always tell uh People, particularly young people, take the opportunities when they're given to you. I would have never known that I would have lived in Indiana. I, wow. lived, I, I grew up in New York, moved to Florida. When, oh, my parents, I say they kidnapped me. Uh, <laughs> Florida, then, you know, but I had an opportunity to take a career move and move to Indiana. And it was like, where is Indiana? But I went anyway, right? And then had a chance to even move and take another career job in, inside of uh, Oklahoma. And I... Just had lots of different opportunities, but along the way, there's always been this amber that burned in me of entrepreneurship. Uh. And I got that from my father, uh, who was an artist and a, a welder from my trade, and he actually took his love for artistry and his craftsmanship as a welder and started uh, as a hobby jewelry and next thing we knew it's like he was kind of doing it as a side gig right mm-hmm. and then it kind of evolved and he took the risk which is what entrepreneurship is all about it's about take, being taking a being a risk taker and stepping out and leaving his job and semi-retiring and that's how we ended up in Florida and uh, he went into a whole nother field of being a jeweler and a diamond setter and making custom jewelry and then he was able to yes he did work for a jeweler for a while then he went ahead and opened up his own business and he's always had that ambition and drive of just wanting to be his own boss and having so I always tell people I went to Gary University (laughs) and had that opportunity to uh, experience it from a, a more personal place. And my dad didn't go to school to become an entrepreneur. He didn't have, like, go to business school 101 or anything. He just kind of dove in head first because that's where his passion and his heart was. That natural and drive. While I say traditional, and I kept into my career work, and I did, I always had a sidekick. I always had, I was a kid with a lemonade stand. As a kid, you know, I was always baking cookies or doing the lawn mowing or shoveling snow or anything to make the extra money. Uh, so you always kind of have that that part of me. Um, so through my career, 
in my latter years, I went through, um, in the K-12 world is where I, I spent a lot of my work career time in, and uh, growing up the ranks. And um, I got to a point where I was uh, at a very high level, and uh, an unfortunate circumstance happened. Um, I can't revolve too much because we are in litigation. Uh, but... <laughs> I know that feeling. (laughs) So, but from that unplanned set of circumstances on that territory, um, I had to deal with the set of circumstances and kind of go through what I call, um, you know, how you have those, when you go through the five anger stages of anger. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, with that, you know, you go from the six-figure income salary and all, and then you go to ground zero. And just for those who don't know what ground zero means, that's code for unemployed. You have to make decisions, and you have to figure out what am I going to be able to do. And so while I was, I didn't have that luxury of having a long pity party, um, because I had a family to take care of, you know, I had bills, like everybody typically has. I'm not that fortunate, but... Um, so I, I just started beginning a process that I've come to call um, recovery, build, and reach, where just being able to take the set of unfortunate circumstances, the foresight, and um, I'll, I'll call it... Um, can you hear us? Yeah, I, now I can. Okay, okay. Sorry. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Tony, Tony, stop. We know. Dr. Yam does not... Okay. <sighs> I mean, people, come on. What is wrong with him? I, I just... Okay. You okay? You okay, Tommy? <laughs> he just keeps drawing a heart on the window. He's so, he's so slow and fast. I got to stop. <laughs> so, I think... So, through those processes, you, you get an opportunity, no matter where you are in life, that there is a time where you can recover. You can still be angry. Um, I'm still angry, by the way. I haven't gotten past it. I've, I've gotten past it, but I haven't forgotten it. Yeah. So there's an opportunity to be have that permission to be angry and give yourself that level of permission. And then, you know, you've got to be able to rebuild. You've got to be able to decide on a path that you're going to take um, and make some critical decisions. And in my case, I was able to draw on the benefits that I've had over my career that I had some really good relationships with uh, people in uh, within the industry and I was able to kind of take some of the talent that I had in my my love for technology, my love for teaching and training, professional learning um, and coaching and was able to start my uh, consulting firm as a one-man operation and I scoured to get that one client because that's all you need. You just need that one first customer Yeah, and that's what's going to kind of propel you to validate you number one and have an opportunity to allow you to grow and also to fail at the same time wow that's deep i mean that is really deep i mean because people get they get scared of that word failure i mean that's one huge thing they just it almost seems like we're just so terrified of having anything to do with failure but that's the only way you're gonna move forward honestly i mean at least in my factual opinion i'm just no no you're absolutely right i mean failure what i've come to learn i had to come about it Kind of, kind of una- authentically or organically, but I came to understand that failure is an event. It is not something that defines art. Oh, so yeah. if you take failure as an event, event has a start, 
and an event has an end. That's true. And if you look at it from that perspective, then you don't have to carry with you take it with you from a perspective of historic value and that you could use it so that when you're going as you're proceeding forward, you know what not to do again. You learn from that perspective and you can there's value in self failure. So yeah. and I tell my clients that they that that's part of their preparedness of going into entrepreneurship is there will be failures. There's not you're not gonna get every sale, you're not gonna get every customer that you wanted. Um, everything's not gonna work right, the technology's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's gonna be little failures and there might even be some big ones, you know. Um there are some statistics out there, obviously when it comes to starting up a business, uh, that the listeners here may may fall victim to. But yeah. there's ways in which you can prevent that from happening. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that's, I mean, cause I've, I definitely had a lot of pitfalls. I would probably say, I, I mean, I know people here reference me when I say I've been literally alive for a little over five years. I have literally been alive for about a little over five years. I mean, in a spiritual, mental, and emotional sense. Um, but uh-huh. the, at the same time, it's like that's that people ask me all, and I don't get it because, you know, and I, I wonder when people will come to you in general, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you might have been through this already, Dr. Yeah, I know that people will say, and a lot of people get upset with me because they'll be like, oh, Alexis, give me, you know, the information on how you did what you did. But I don't want to know. I don't want to know the journey you took. I just want to know the destination you're at. And that's what kind of irritates me to a point. Cause I'm like, you know, people don't understand that. Like if they don't know about the failures and the shortcomings, if they don't know about the curveballs to miss out for the things that you've been through in your personal journey. Cause if you just got on here, like, Hey, real double dose, I'm on here. Dr. Yam. I never been through a thing in my life, but let me tell you how I'm feeling today. You know, they're going to be like, well, okay, you're, you're beautiful. You're smart. You're wonderful, but we need to hear something on where we are right now. So we can try to at least get to where you are in our own sense. I'm I mean, that's what I'm saying. Well, so let me put it in perspective in the sense that fear is part of failure, right? Yeah. It, it is a contributor to failure. And so overcoming fear often involves embracing change. Yeah, absolutely. And so that is the one of the toughest things to do. And accepting change is something that ultimately has to come from yourself. It can't be something you buy. Right? It's yeah. not something you can consume necessarily. Now, there's resistors, we call them, that are out there that change is a part of, and whether or not you are, whether or not it's a, a, what we call structural resistors that are kind of more uh, external factors versus your personal resistors, which are the things that kind of come from within, it's a baggage. Uh-huh. Kind of that we carry ourselves, you know, the money blocks, the fear failures, the the not getting the emotional support from family or other experiences that kind of come away. And so those, those resistors, until you can deal with those and handle them as a part of the change process, you're not going to be able to handle the level of failure when it does hit your door. Yeah. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. most of why people resist change is they would, because of the level of uncomfort, they would just assume stay where they are and be miserable because of the unknown, right? So the unknown is what people are fear of. 
And when we go into entrepreneurship, there is no guarantee. There's because we could have somebody started their business on March the fifteenth, right? Mm-hmm. This year. And March the sixteenth, they shut everybody down. Woof. Right? Wow. So you could have been as prepared as possible. I could have coached you to the utmost. But if there are external factors that you had to you have to have dealt with in the, in that particular circumstance, right? So that you can have that level of resistance, yeah. right? And, mm-hmm. and and have persistence at the same time. Because there aren't any guarantees. But the only thing that you're able to do is to plan as best as you can. But you also have to include in that plan failure. You know, I come from a project management background. So risk management <laughs> was, <laughs> is a, was a critical component. Whenever we started a project, we had to think about all the risks. All the possible things, what could possibly happen, and, and think from that perspective. And you know, there are folks that specialize in that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not for the loom and doom, and it's not for the fact that you're going to see that things you may not you may not make any money or anything, but you've got to think, be aware. Absolutely. Right? Ab- I mean, if you're not aware of it, then you really well, you would come crashing and burning because you haven't prepared your mind for the other fall of it. Some people say, oh, well, you know, you're so optimistic. I said, well, look, you don't know. Just because you see a shine doesn't mean you didn't see my darkness. So at the same time, you know, like they just, uh, you wake up like this. I'm like, no, the first thing I wake up to is in prayer for the fact that I can actually wake up. And then I'm kind of like to the point where I'm like, okay, before my feet hit the ground, let's get to that point. Because I look at too, like a lot of people will say, oh, I need to have this. I need to have this. But I've, I've come completely self-sabotage myself into a lot of areas and I somehow by the grace I find myself even more deeply delved into understanding who I am even furthermore because when I hear anything like hey let's get you ready for the Oprah show or let's get you ready for this New York Times bestseller I'm still terrified I'm still running away from people calling the phone and emails from the 10 email accounts that are going on I'm like wait let me just deal with what I'm telling I'm, I mean almost to the point where I, I want to give myself hey i'm happy where where i'm at in the success level of where i will constantly have that currency inside of me forever and thus helping other people but at the same time as i was saying previously before and i know some of you are all you who are listening live and on demand for now and those who will be downloading you're not forgotten um it's just the point of knowing that if you're not planting your seeds far enough in the field you won't be able to feed the harvest in order to reap the harvest and that's what i felt too because i'm like okay well i'm cool in my bubble yeah but just because you're in your bubble doesn't mean you still don't have trouble like you to every level there's another devil and i have to make sure i'm practicing what i preach because i feel like dr yam i'm like is something going to come and just i mean shark blood in the water like that's what it is i hear the jaw soundtrack going and i'm like <laughs> i'm like can i get back to normalcy if i'm seen out here and i do appear you know talk about, oh you're gonna be the next no i don't want to be the next oprah i just want to be myself just because you see that that's great but i see myself in my own way but i have to break through that and all these questions coming in is kind of referencing what i'm saying right now um to where a lot of people just completely they're already freezing up because they know what you're saying is the truth it's just that false evidence appearing real that fear is kind of like it's biting them right now and now they have more time to focus on what they need to do and it's kind of like yeah now they feel it you feel it everybody knows (laughs) you They feel it. The thing about fear is it's almost, it it can be a stabilizer, but I think overcoming it is a 
job. It's a it's a business in and of itself. It's a job in and of itself. It's something that you have to kind of you have to embrace fear in a way that you know that it acknowledge that it's there and then be able to decide around how you're going to go about dealing with the fear. When you can get to that point of acknowledging that I have my weak areas and I know where my strengths lie and how am I going to deal with it? You can, you don't have to, you just have to acknowledge that it is there, but it doesn't have to be a driving force for you. You know, mm. it, it, doesn't, it just doesn't have to be. I mean, I certainly have fear. I have a fear. I'm not going to be able to make payroll. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, things I've had, uh, everyone's been negatively affected, maybe in some way, in this particular set of circumstances that we're currently living in under. It certainly could have been worse, uh, you know, uh, but because because of the relationships that I was able to foster early on and carry on and be able to learn those lessons and be very proactive, those are the things that embody an entrepreneur mm-hmm. that you uh, you can grow into and learn. We don't come with all of those traits. Uh, automatically they are learned behaviors but you could certainly gain them um but how dealing with uncertainty is is something you have to know that you're signing up for that when you decide to be your own boss yeah absolutely i mean that's no other i mean that's the excitement behind it they get excited not to have to ask someone to be like oh well you have to do this today uh tom for example i don't know someone out there named tom but i'm just saying for example and you're thinking about it i mean and i remember i think it was uh dr thomas who was saying something about uh how people will get to a point to where they'll say i'm an entrepreneur now but it doesn't mean that you have had your automation to where you can snooze the alarm clock if not you have to get up and still keep grinding and in order to be that entrepreneur to turn it into a business to be able to have your business still work for you whether you're sitting there delivering your child or whether you're sitting there doing stuff and being able to uh you know basically teach it and pass it forward to someone else like dr yam is doing for all of us you know what i mean so people Try to get that information in there, <laughs> Tony. I'm sorry, I saw Tony's look, and he said information. You bring up a really good point, and that is there is a misconception about the ease of entrepreneurship. Bring and it on, Doctor Yam. Lay it down. <laughs> Lay it down, Doctor Yam. Please. A- the ease, the ease in entrepreneurship is not the easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You got you on all the time. <laughs> all the time, yes. All the time. It's, but it's, it's, it's an adrenaline, and it's what motivates and drives you. So it's not the it's not an easy path, but you got you get to choose, right? You get to choose, but it's the decisions that you make along your journey that's going to make the difference. And it's not an overnight decision. I know we have lots of people who. You know, we've got a lot of, I'll call them the gurus out there. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing, I'm sure most of your listeners, they're scrolling through their Instagram feed and their Facebook and their Twitter feeds and they're seeing new sponsored ads and there's like 5X, 6X, 7X, 10X, opportunities. I remember that, yes. say that 
And if what I tell them, if you think that going and working for yourself is easier than working for the employer that you have, uh, you're wrong. And the other thing that I like to tell my aspiring entrepreneurs are, you've got to be a really good employee mm-hmm. in order for you to be a good entrepreneur. The behaviors that you are setting up and, and, and being present and coming ready to work for your employer are the same behaviors. If you don't have those good behaviors and practices and uh, what I'll call um, I don't call them necessarily your character traits, if you're not bringing that to the table for the people who you're working with every day, you're going to carry that same behavior in being an entrepreneur and you will not be successful. Yeah. You've got to be able to show up and own whatever it is, that, wherever you are right now. So for those of you who are there and you're, you're like, yeah, it may not be the perfect place. It may not be the ideal job. It doesn't have to be. But you've got to be your ideal self, that space for now, to prepare you so that you can make the transition. Because bad habits are are going to make a bad business. Yeah. Well, they say it's, um, I don't know. Okay, I can't, you know, everyone knows I'm not good at remembering certain things like that, okay? But it's just creative certain sides of my mind. It says it's not, someone has said it. I don't, I don't think it was Tesla. But he has said something about, I call him Tesla. He, he, um, your company is not the company that you have designed. It's, it's who's working for your company is that's what it is. And I talk about that because people will say, I went to this place, I went to that place, and the customer service was horrible in this place. Representing, oh, yeah. yeah, representing your company and your whole swag. Cause when I first got a chance to go down the venture before the last several years really sprouted out, it was to the point where I had to be the passionpreneur, entrepreneur, mentor and have myself be 17 people um, sometimes doing stuff and then all of a sudden I got a chance to be graced with Anthony uh, Shyla came on Angie came on and I'm like wow they were like I like the movement let's move with the movement and I'm like man I'm just obsessed over well basically obsessed over making it happen like and it's just it, it just makes it I want to see the, the reflection of what's been out there but I thought about that too the culture of what you have is the people that you have too so be careful when I, I see little comments uh, that Tony sent over about oh maybe I should be a, having a stronger network yeah that's true but you still have to be careful because you are in the lines then and a lot of people want to see you succeed a lot of people want to see you retrieve like you don't really know what you want until you focus upon it and I notice when when I was salivating, when it was waking me up in the middle of the night, like when I asked the creation of all things, really what to do and focus my mind on it, it's the natural uh-huh. calling, like that natural entrepreneurship. It, yeah, you could get like a lot of my friends get t-shirt business, different things going on. You can still have yeah. a bump up. But if you really want to find that deep down, man, I can't breathe until I get my hands on it kind of thing. You got to focus. I mean, like you really have to focus on what is your purposeful drive. I mean, I think that's what... what keep you in the game because like you said e for entrepreneur does not mean easy um you have to be resilient you know that oh, yeah. definitely one of the you, you, you said something with respect to purpose one of the things one of the first exercises when i bring on a one-on-one client even with my group for, for that matter one of the first exercises i have them to go through is you need to create your personal mission statement and the Facts. reason why I have people to do that, and most people have not put the time aside to have that level of self-reflection. But I find it is, it's, it, it helps in two ways. One, it's going to help them in 
surrounding them around why they do what they do. Yeah. And making the decisions that are going to be forthcoming. It also helps me to help them stay grounded. Yeah. And let me share you. Let me share mine with you. Well, I think you said it even in the introduction, but it's 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 a simple exercise. But what I find it helps me is that when I come, you know, you get these shiny objects all the time, and there's lots of opportunities to do all these different things. But at the end of the day, as a responsible business owner, you've got to know when to say no and not now. Right? You read my mind. You read my mind. (laughs) You can't do any and everything. You can't. That shiny object syndrome. It just, it crossed my mind like 10 minutes ago. And I'm like, man, I forgot it already. You just said it. Perfect. (laughs) You scroll under the feet. And then your fear of missing out is a part of that, right? The FOMO. Yeah, the FOMO. Should I be doing that? Should I be doing that? Should I be doing that? And having a personal mission statement kind of helps to ground you a bit and center you and it also helps when it comes to making decisions to say well uh, and so in my case my my personal mission statement is that uh is to educate inspire and lead growth in myself and others right mm-hmm. because that's where my passion is yeah. i love to educate i love to share information i love to inspire and coach people and i feel as though i i do lead people well yeah and I am, uh, in, in, in a very, and I didn't even know, I mean, I, I wasn't even looking back at my high school, in my high school, uh, yearbook, I was, I was, you know how you have the, I guess what they call the solitaire, so, what do you call those things when you're like the best, most, whatever, I don't know what you call them. Uh, I know what you mean. Ah, that's yeah, that. But I was, I was identified as most, le- most leadership. I didn't even and I was, I was like, so even in high school, I, it wasn't even, I wasn't conscious. But apparently, I had demonstrated that, I mean, I, yeah, I was in student government and all, but. Yeah, let's, it, let, let's not forget that, Dr. Yam. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> let's just tell, let's tell it, because we know, you know, we got that Pisces layer, that doctor intuition, that mindset. Yes. So it's just kind of, so, so you have these abilities. So you go to, I, I, I say all that to say that. Having a personal mission statement helps to ground who you are as a purpose and your passion. And it, it, it's just a kind of an equalizer. And it also is something that you own. And it should be something, because a lot of times we find ourselves, you know, we say, well, if you introduce yourself, well, hi, who are you? And most people tie themselves to a title. Uh-huh. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. I'm a welder. Yeah, yeah. I'm a trainer. When you tell someone that I inspire, educate, and lead growth in the other thing by the first thing you realize they have to think. They're like, hmm. Uh-huh. So now you have you cause pause, right? Because you you no longer one dimensional. You no longer in this box. Yeah. Right? That it's just title. Because everybody makes the assumption, oh you're a teacher, I know what that is. You know what that is by your experience as a teacher. You don't know who I am as a teacher. Uh-huh. Right? Yes. So you get automatically tied into this box. So when you share your mission statement as your introduction of who you are, it it puts people at pause and it causes them to think before they can judge. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can use that same, and that, and that mission statement helps you in how you're going to go about your business idea, right? It gives you that grounding. Yeah, it gives you the grounding. And, um, and, and that's one of the, the, the exercises that I, I like to take, um, 
uh, aspiring entrepreneurs, so and, and even those who already started the business, for that matter, because a lot of people have started this. I think you brought this up before. Uh, they think they're they think they're entrepreneurs. They're, first of all, they're they're really not. They're probably more freelancers than anything. It, they don't have they don't have systems or structures in place. Yeah. You're not really running a business. The business is running you. Yeah, number one. Yeah, number two is when you're an entrepreneur. At least my definition is you're an entrepreneur is a person who is who initiates a business idea, who has people who are generating the productivity, and you're leading in that, and you're also able to gener- make money off of the people who are generating the work. Uh-huh. So when, when I started, I started as an independent contractor, a freelancer, because a freelancer means everything is incumbent on me to get the work done. I was, I was a service provider. Do so you need to go into business for a service? Or you're going into business selling a product. And some of them can be combined as well, which is what I do. But you're just, everything's coming upon you. You're the deliverer of the services. I have to show up to, to get paid. Yeah. When you're able to hire people and leverage, and leverage your knowledge and leverage other people and share the love, as I call it, then, and you're making money off of them, well, not, in, not in a bad way, but you're generating your revenue off of the skills and talents of other people and you're in, and, and you're also you're empowering them at the same time you're that that's entrepreneurship yeah uh, in my in my eyes and so when so uh, that's how I was able to leverage my, my synergy solution business is I now have hi, I hire staff they're out delivering services or products and they're getting an income I'm getting an income but I don't have to work as hard necessarily. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be in the grind every day. I get to be behind the scenes, and, and, and I think you mentioned this in our, in our pre-call, around the energy and the, and the ideas and leadership and moving things forward to keep the engine moving. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Keep the engine, what is it, the little engine that could? <laughs> <laughs> I think I can, I think I can, I know I can, yeah. You know what, hashtag, little engine that could. Let's do it. That's going to be, <laughs> with Dr. Yamalette Williams, hashtag, the little engine that could. You know what, that's perfect. I mean, if you think about it, it really does, because it's opening up my mind. And speaking of that, piggybacking off of that, I saw, now I know people don't get upset I know you guys had questions already, but I saw something that uh, Tony has sent over. And uh, when you were saying shiny objects, now, I know that might, might not be in this perspective. I know it's Andy. We haven't got where you're from, but it was Andy has mentioned uh, about how much he's scared because he has invested basically the faceplate of what he doesn't know. So when you just said mission statement, now he put, I guess, a sum of about $3,200 into website all this creation all this stuff but he doesn't have a mission statement or understanding what the website's for see that's the problem see that's what i'm like and now he's scared because he feels like he's done it all wrong i mean i'm no, like, he, he, no yeah. you, you don't have it wrong you just you're just not done yet there's yeah. a difference wow. and the great thing about a website is it, it, you can change it yes yeah. the mission statement is not for publication let me be clear the mission statement is for you uh-huh. as, a person, as a personal uh, statement that guides you. It's not a slogan. We're not talking about a business. This is a personal mission statement. 
statement. Not the one that's going to be the slogan like uh, Nike or no. Uh-uh. We're not, that's not what that's about. Yeah. So I, hope, I hope that's helpful. Or, With respect to what you've invested in so far, it's fine. But the thing is that what a lot of people, again, you get, may be getting caught up in is you're doing uh, some uh, imposter, I don't want to call them imposter, but you're starting to compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Just stop. You do you. No one else needs to know. You're not ha- you don't have to compare to anybody. You've invested what you've invested. The thing is, are you ready? And if you have the proper systems in place and, some, and, and a plan, that's to execute uh, your shit. business. Yes, Andy. I, I wanted to point that out. I know the rest of I know Charles, Kiana, Michael, so, oh my God, Sienna, Mia, or Maya or Mia. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. And then we have Jason and we also have Jasmine. Wow. Okay, but I just wanted to say that to, I mean, have Dr. Yim say that as well to Andy because at the same time, if he's saying, oh, I'm about to invest another four or $5,000 into you something you don't know what you're doing. The thing is, is that what are you trying to, who or what are you trying to solve as a problem? Yeah, he just sent that over to Tony right now, and he said he feels imposter syndrome because he doesn't know why he's even doing it. Wow, that's pretty deep. That's deep. Wow. Well, that goes back to the whole point of when the whole premise about starting a business and going into businesses, you're you're there to solve a problem. Uh-huh. What problem are you solving? Think about it. When you go to find some sneakers, go buy you some sneakers. You're going to buy yourself sneakers for one of two reasons. One, because you just want to look good. Or two, you know how you need something to put on your feet. Uh-huh. You're solving a problem. If, you're a hung- if you go to the restaurant, you go into a restaurant to consume food because what? You're hungry. You're solving, a fat person is solving your problem by being a purveyor of food. Yeah. So you, part of, this is why it's so important about the planning. You just can't start from the middle. And you get... Uh, you get distracted with the stuff instead of the purpose why you're doing what you're doing and knowing your why at the same time and that's part of why your mission statement is important it helps to find your why why are you driving why are you doing what you're doing why are you making decisions that you're making why are you starting your business who are you helping what problem are you solving be it a servant or being a product you've got to start from there before you can start thinking about a website and all that other stuff. Yeah. Because it, it, it doesn't mean anything because part of you knowing your why and having the story behind it. So this part of being a business owner, you got to have, a, you, you have a story in you and that's what people are going to connect. Because you have to remember, people buy from you, not the business. They're going to buy from you, the person. Uh-huh. They have to have a connectedness. There's a very fundamental principle about going into business. People have to know, like, and trust you. That's true. So, so if they don't know you, that's where, that's where stage one, they got to know who you are. Stage two is they got to like you enough. And then two, they got to trust you enough to want to hand over their credit card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you reminded me of that when I was sitting there and I was getting, okay, Tony, we get it. Okay, so he was like, here's the story. Here's the story. Yeah. When I was sitting there, I would volunteer and I would try to get companies to hire me on for free. Um, a lot of them were saying, hi, uh, it's a really bad, you know, 
liability. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we were not supposed to hire. I'm like, well, here, here's the thing. I want to do what I do because I'm so good at what I do that I want to make sure I can get it because it's so natural. So when they had one of my friends is one of the he's one of the chefs of one of uh, a pretty good five star restaurant here in, in, in Rochester, Minnesota. And he was sitting there. And he goes, hey, I got five specials right now. I got some sea bass, some different things and some wine I want to pair. And I was on the floor. I remember I was like, hey, Tim, what's going on? He said, well, why don't you try to sell these? And I said, okay, give me an outfit that'll actually fit my curves. And I will do do what I can. So I went on there and I stuck by the provisions, but I only went to the tables that were in a certain spot that was letting all the light come in from the downtown light by the famous Mayo Clinic. So, you know, people were coming in, spending a couple thousand dollars a week just to stay in a room to be by Mayo. So I'm like, oh, I'm about to get smacked. I'm about to get smacked. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, so I tried it. He said, no, try it first. I'm like, I don't need to try. He goes, no, try it. And I finally tried it. And I was like, wow, that, I mean, it blew my mind. It was really, really good. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I got it. And I sat there for a minute and I just absorbed it in. And when I went out, I was so, I don't know, because I was hungry. I had too much Starbucks of the day. I don't know what it was, but I felt, <laughs> felt that energy. And you know, as the people came in, I went over there. I'm like, hey, how are you? How's it going? Da, 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 da. The Minnesota lingo, whatever. And all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, they're like, well, can you recommend something? I said, you know what? I got something for you. How about this? We have a special and I want you to try it because you're going to love it. And the way I gave it to her, the lady said, stop right there. I don't even know what you're about to finish, but give me what you got. And when she said that, she goes, you know what? Get one for my husband too. Another couple coming in and being seated by the hostess behind me heard the, like just the energy going on and they ordered it too. There's only five left and five specials he had. And the other server was like, please let me get the last, the last one so I can win the, you know, little waitress event they had going in the back. So I was like, okay. He goes, how did you sit here for 20 minutes and learn, eat and sit down and four people before they could even get out a glass of water has taken a special. I said, because like Dr. Yam just said, they bought from me. They didn't buy from even trying it or knowing what came with the asparagus on the side, broccolini. They didn't care about the Merlot. They said, I don't know what it is and care what it is. Just get me that what you have, because whatever you have that made you feel that good, that makes me feel this good. I don't care. Give me a plate. (laughs) No. The mere fact fact that you say broccolini, I know we're going to be good for you. Broccolini, baby. Yes. Yeah, we are. I mean, just so you guys don't know, Dr. Yam and I, we are family. I'm just, we're surprised. I know. Yeah. I'm like, I know it's not no big surprise, but it's, I just wanted to put that on you. I'm going to, I want to, I had, uh, Tony says he, he got, uh, a mad emoji. And I guess that came from Charles because Charles, Charles, we love you. Charles said, I will have a question. We know you have questions. Look, patience is key. Patience is guidance. But look, at the end of the day, he did say he got something back from that. And that's what I'm saying too. Doc, I had to piggyback off of what Dr. Yam was saying because I thought about that and I'm like, how are you going to order something? You even hear what it was but i'm like they didn't need to hear they saw the mission statement on my heart the mission statement says sit down i'm gonna get you set up but what i tried is absolutely phenomenal i don't even know if they had a fish allergy i don't even know if they could drink wine but whatever i had they ordered the whole special for 76 dollars. that was not it's bad about the, it's about the delivery it's about the message and that is part of how when you're looking to start your business 
there are going to be some really key elements that most people overlook and because they don't put in the time that's necessary. You've got to do your research, people. I can't, I mean, I, I knew my industry enough so I knew how I could start. If you don't know what you don't know, <laughs> you are going to, you're going to set yourself up for failure and it's, it's gonna, you're going to be in that uncomfortable regret place because you didn't do your homework. And there are just, it doesn't have to be difficult. That's why they call me the keep it simple coach. Yes, you know <laughs> what? That's what you are, though. You are. You're kind of like straight. It gives you the depth and it gives you the streamlineness. And I'm, I'm, this is actually a free consultation of coaching right now. Let's be real about it. I mean, like, that's what it is. It's, it's a, it's a yeah. mass yeah. gathering of, of Dr. Yim yeah. giving us that consultation of coaching. Um, and as far as that goes, it's the truth, too. What you invest is the same thing you'll get out, just like a relationship. And I tell a lot of callers that try to go, they know I'm on a whole celibacy journey. Um, this has been my life road for a very 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 i'll just say a long time platonically mentally emotionally spiritually the simp life the spiritual emotional mental then possibly get to the physical it just comes down to the same thing they want to get more you want to take from the harvest without planting anything in the harvest yeah, you've got it. yeah. and then i thought about that too and one of the things that we choose not to do unfortunately is we don't invest in ourselves yes the investment thing it's just like an education it's a lifelong learning you you've got you got first of all you you got to identify what your zone what i call your zone of genius is you got to be known as what is the level you're coming to people to be a level of expertise in something what the heck is it exactly and then how are you going to message that to others that they again will like know like and trust you so i have so I start with like maybe like there's five basic building blocks I call them when it comes to starting or restarting your business, right? So one is you need to identify your target market. Who are you serving? Who is the problem you're solving, right? That's number one. You're not going to sell to everybody. It's just not, your customer is not the whole wide world. No. You may think it is, but it's not. And there's this little term. It's called the riches are in the niches. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you want to be an expert. You want to kind of carve out a little piece of the pie. You don't need a whole pie to be a millionaire. No. You just need a piece of the pie. But you have to be very strategic and you need to be very intentional about what you're going after. And that's why what is the problem that you're solving has, to got, has got to be your number one thing. You've got to figure that out first. Then you know what you're trying, who you're trying to sell it to. Because to your point, to sell that dinner dish mm-hmm. as effectively as you did is the same strategy you've got to be able to do to, to draw those people to you. Yeah. With and from a marketing perspective, so you want to make sure that you identify your target market. You want to be able to have a unique solution. There are more. I'm not the only business coach out there, right? And <laughs> nobody no. like our Dr. Yam. No, we can't do that one. No, we we no. have our Dr. Yam. <laughs> we got it. There's only one Dr. Yam. Yes. No one but, like Dr. Yam. Funny enough, though, I did meet another person named Yam. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Whoa. Now, the, the, the name Yamalette is somewhat, is somewhat popular in South America and in the Middle East. 
It's such but a beautiful. I think it's such guy. a beautiful name. Yeah, it's beautiful. this guy who he started up this company. Um, it's called Zest. He is the CEO of Zest, and his name was Jam. And I happened to sign up for it because you know I have to dabble. But yeah. I got the email from him. And I looked at the name. He was like, and it came from Jam. I'm like, who who called himself Jam? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there's another Jam out there, but there's not another Dr. Jam. No. So you want to have your unique solution, creating that and refining it. You then want to come and, you know, set up those business structures. This is certain things you're going to need to know. You've got, you got to know if you got to file, you got to know your insurance. You've got to be able to know the this, this type of structure that you want to have and be legal. So those of you doing these side gigs, which is fine, but you do want to have a legal entity and filing and pay taxes. Yes. And setting up your business structures. So some of your business basics, you know, you got to cover your butt. Um, yeah, put some disclaimers you on your brand. Right? You, you need to brand it. Some of you may start with, a, and I do this exercise a lot with my aspirants before they even get to their business businesses. Your personal brand is where you can start. Yeah. But branding and being an identifiable entity is another aspect. And then the last thing is making a realistic marketing plan. Because that's, that's, that's the ever, it's like ongoing, ongoing. You gotta keep marketing, putting yourself out there. You gotta try stuff. This is where failure is gonna come in to play a royal. Yes, royal it'll slap you to sideways. <laughs> it'll slap you real quick. Yeah. And I, and I mean, like, to, thing is learning it. It's, 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 I mean, I'm always learning, always learning because I taught business in, in high school. I was a vocational ed teacher, so I taught business in in technology, but. I was teaching from a traditional set. We even had no digital marketing back then in the day. No, yeah. Content marketing, what's that? Nobody understands all that road. And I mean, honestly, too, that's the same thing. Content marketing. I tell people, I am the one people say, well, who is Lex? A goddess. No, I'm Lex the. There's a the and an A, and I'm the. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. When they had that, they said, "What do you categorize yourself as?" I said, "I am that person to understand the queen of content. Everything I do is circulated around content. That's just what I do." When the people ask me, "What? How did you get two hundred something songs?" I mean, the copy U.S. Copyright Office had to contact me and ask, "How did you come up with two hundred and twelve unique songs from lyrics and all that?" I'm like, I don't know. It just came to me perfectly within three and a half minutes. I recorded it and I sent it to you. 13, 14 albums later, that's what happened. How did you write 12 books? I don't know. It just happened. Because that's just something natural that comes from you. It's not even a, a gloating, a bloating, anything about it. It's just you know what it is when you tap in. And then on top of that, I want to say to Andy, Charles, Kiana, all you, all you. And I'm just saying that I know there's uh, hundreds or thousands more. And I'm sorry. I don't know your names, but I know your hearts. I will say that the investment comes when I hear hashtag I got a new uh, Galaxy phone or I got this, I get it. You have to upgrade, but if you're not upgrading yourself, you can't sit there and look at something and say, "Oh, I got a new phone to be in a trend." What trend are you doing? If you don't know what trend you're on to even give a simple mission statement, you can't sit there and say, "Oh, well, I have to do this." I get it. New shoes are needed. Different things yeah. happen. Your soles wear out. But if you're sitting there wanting to go, now, now this is an example. You guys will go, and I know me. I'm a hoarder for some Amazon. On Prime lately. Sorry, Lord, please forgive me. But I'm like, well, I will go on the website and scrape it for several days and find any little thing I need. Well, what about this? This person said this, or 
what about this guarantee on this, this little machine? And then I'm sitting here like, wow, what are people looking at when they see my definition of my mission? And I'm not saying they're going to be that down because it's not going to be a flashlight or a nice little deep fryer. But what I'm saying is it, it, look, it makes you evaluate what you expect others to have versus what you expect to have for others. Yeah. You brought, you said something that kind of intrigued me a bit in the fact that about the whole going out, starting a business and having a, and going out to the Amazon property. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> but here, here's a secret. Here's a secret. Did you know you could start a business and not have a product? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, hear it, yeah. everybody. Are you listening, everyone? Yes. Hear that again. You, so you can start a business and not have in the form of inventory. Yeah. You're just like Lex talked about how she sold that dinner. It was an it was a it was what was said. You're selling an idea. You can sell the idea just to see if it works. Yeah. That's part of the magic. Right? You don't have to sit in and invest a whole bunch of time. You wanna just you know like they say, throw that spaghetti up on the wall and see if it's gonna stick. Yeah. And if it doesn't <laughs> stick, then you didn't you didn't invest for so much. It's about an idea. You want to test. You want to try it out. You want to, you know, get feedback. See if people will even sign up. They're willing to sign up for something. They don't know it doesn't exist. I'm That's sharing. true. That's true. A lot of these offers that you're seeing out there, people, they haven't built it out yet. No, no. And I wouldn't. You, but, the, but the idea, the concept, the marketing language, ah, That's true. That is so true. So this, that, that's the beauty about now, where we are now, in the fact that we know so much more. And you know, so now you know more than you did before you got on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That is very true. I mean, it, it was, it, and, and yeah, and the, and the time to have that. I mean, like, I, I thought about that. I'm like, wow, if I was sitting there and I'm thinking, like, even some of the people who came in, just because it is a five-star restaurant, yeah, I saw the tabs uh, when they left. The, the servers came up to me. I didn't accept the tips. But, I mean, during the time I was there, just from a little bit, uh, even from some of the people coming over from cross country, I had one of the guests walk up and give me, like, I think it was $600 cash. He just handed me and said, look, I've been watching you. When you come visit your friend, I've been. I said no, I don't want this money. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give my mom a token that day. But it was nice for him to say, I've been watching how you carry yourself. 
yourself and you are a, a brand. That's when people tell me, how do you brand? I said, you are a brand. I mean, and when you're authentic, yeah, like you, you're, you're your own walking brand because you're the first thing people see. Now you can smile and chit chat and say whatever, but literally people get caught behind the scenes. When people see them, they're like, oh man, I can't stand this. And a lot of people got caught on their little channels. I've seen that to where they're like, oh, this person is not walking in the essence of their truth. Why? Because the brand is, yeah, that you're still your brand. Yeah. Yeah. When they see me, no matter where they see me, yes, you will always see me in a different outfit. Yes, of course. You know, we have to do our hygiene, but you'll always catch me in the same frame. I carry every single person the same. And when I saw those people, I basically gave my reflection of a spirit to them. So they saw themselves within me or something that they resonated to, to be like, man, I don't know. I just know her first name and she sat me down, but whatever it is, I feel something that they connected to instantly. And that was literally 90 seconds to the table to sit down. And I thought to myself, man, these people walked away after wine and sitting there for about maybe almost two hours. I know they had like a hundred and some odd dollar bill. They left a $50 tip for the waitress and they were sitting there. Oh, we'll be back. I can't wait to see the specials. And I thought about it. And of course my friend the chef was like hey can you please stay down here i'm like no look you're gonna give me either free sea free sea bass for the rest of my life or you're gonna be <laughs> getting out of here it was to that point but i loved it you brought up a good aspect in it you particularly those of you who are going into business for service uh service-based businesses you're selling an experience oh yeah right you're selling an experience but it's all on how you tee it up Absolutely. And you all have, let's just say, you all have a personal brand. And, and that's the thing you've got to have honed in first and foremost. Because when you go to a business page or website, right, I tend to go right to the, I go to the, oh, I didn't know who's behind this page. Oh, what are you really talking about? You know, who is, who is this person who claims to do all this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So, the, the about page or the team page and people are going to connect with you if they can resonate with the experiences that you've had and bring to the table and, and that's one of the you know critical exercises that we go through uh, when we're uh, in, inside of uh, either a boot camp or a master classes you've got to be able to be the storyteller of your own journey and how you get of that why like we talked about at the beginning your why has got to be a part of the story. People are going to keep but you know, they can, I mean, anybody can buy stocks anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But, right? Because of the story and the people behind it. That's all it's about. Wow. Man, that just hit me real deep. I'm like, it just <laughs> gave me a little swing. I felt a little super high right now. Wait a minute now. It did. Like it, it's, it starts sinking in you on, in layers. Like it gets to that point. Like when I got a chance to, oh, I want to say hashtag Ernie Hudson, the most, I don't know that man. I know they say black doesn't crack, but that man at 70 something years old looks pristine. When I saw him downtown and different ones, like I see James Arthur, different ones, Johnny Depp, uh, George Clooney, and, and I'm no, no shade to them. It was wonderful seeing them, but you know, it was basically a business thing at the time. But at the same time, when I got a chance to meet uh, Ernie, 
Ernie Hudson. That's why uh-huh. he said what he said about me. Because when he met me, I knew who he was. And I saw people running to him for an autograph. And he was down there, uh, downtown doing his business. I don't want to put it out there. But at the same time, his wife was gone, you know, to her appointment. And he was sitting there. We were sitting kind of like the edge of the bar where my friend was the chef at. And he was, uh, one of my friends, Carrie the accountant, was sitting there too on her break. And she goes, hi, how you doing? And how does it feel being in Hollywood for almost 50 years? And then I know you look so great. And, and he was like, yeah, something. And he said, well, let me, let me get your name, young lady. Well, what are you doing? What are you into? And I said, well, what do you, I just want one question. And he said, well, what is that? Cause you're not starstruck. I said, no, you look wonderful. But I just, I, I humble myself to realize you are, I could be in the same position as you are. And I respect where your position is, but I'm just happy to have your presence. And after I said that, he said, let me go back and let me go check out some things. I want to come talk to you. So I didn't even think twice. I'm thinking, okay, well, that was a nice little, you know, fluke. And then all of a sudden, when I saw him later on, he was getting his bags to go to the airplane. And he said, hey, come over here with me. Take a picture. And I'm like, no, you look 10 times better than I do. What do you mean? My makeup is all, you know, smearing off my face and it's hot right now. It's <laughs> just like, no. So he had, he had, Ernie Hudson had grabbed my arm and made me shift over into the light. I try to get good lighting. When you see it, people just don't, don't say any comments. But I mean, he, he said, he said, let me take this picture with you because I want you to hashtag Ernie Hudson when you come out with your illumination book. And I want to, I want to be behind you on this journey because I don't, he's like, from looking at the stuff you have, I know people say, I quote, you don't like the name tag. No, I don't like the name tag. I respect Oprah and her way. I respect what she's done and where she came from, but I don't like another path given to me from a title. So I tell people, I'm a, he said, no, she has her own thing, but you're going to be phenomenally up there. He was like, to the point of where I say, Oprah's my friend, but I think you're going to be greater greater than her in different areas. And I was like, oh my God, my friend was like, don't say that. I said, no, he has to say it because it's the truth. Like we're all great. Dr. Yam is great on her own platform to where it's just to the point, like she said, there's only one Dr. Yam. There's only one Lex. And if you start utilizing that and start putting what it is to the test, like don't start doing grabbing random things and trying to, oh, sorry, Andy, putting $4,000 into a website that's just sitting there. And now you're pissed off. We get it. You're upset. And there's different things. The only thing that I can say I could regret, but now I humble myself to know that it was a part of my journey is I didn't put enough investment into myself back then. But now I'm reaping all that greatness now because where I'm like, man, all the fear, all the things that set me back, being able to bury my sister, bury my brother back to back. Look at me now. I mean, think about that. 2018, everyone. And I want you guys to hear that deeply. Like, I know I hear it. I say it a lot. But. 2018, April 9th, you wake up, have a great day, and by nightfall, your sister takes her life. So you're wondering about that. Okay, so every time April 9th comes around, I enjoy a celebration of life. I cry, but at the same time, I move forward. And then two months later, your brother dies across town. So I'm still sitting here asking myself, why am I on RDDC? How can I still help inmates transition into being the enlightenment that God chose them to be? How can I sit there and be, I don't want to be a false person in front of them killing myself on the inside and I'm smiling on the outside, but I realize it's that pain that comes out in the love that keeps moving forward. So that's what I will say. Don't put any more five, $6,000 into websites. Like Dr. Yam was saying, know what you're doing before you start putting into just like a relationship. If, and I started seeing that too. Yes. Yes. You can use that. We should have segment two on relationships. You know, you know what? It's so funny you say relationships. You know how, like, my business is my baby. 
so there was a, one of my colleagues, he has a, a, a Facebook group similar to mine, but he put out this question about, you know, it was about what is, what is some, what is some suggestions about dating an entrepreneur? And a lot of people were like, don't, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, you have to understand the, the, the mindset of an entrepreneur. And like we said, you, you don't turn off, you know, you just, you, just, you just don't because it's a living and breathing organism. Your business is this living and breathing organism that you want to life and you want to keep it living. Right. Yeah. Every day, you're yeah. trying to keep it alive, and you're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to make the same right decisions, right? The same thing you tell your kids. If you have kids, when you raise, when you when you have children, right? you <laughs> try to tell them to do the right thing. <laughs> the relation, yeah. I mean, because you, you like you said, everything is a relationship because I look at all the times where I told people I'm like oh, okay I'm like don't chase them replace them okay like an idea okay but at the same time it's hard for people to say well I've put so much investment how can you just tell me to move on to someone else exactly so I look at that too if you see something coming where it's a red flag you can ignore the signs all you want but look at the investment you're putting into it and you're getting out because the ROI is definitely not in the return but my thing is when I get spiritually emotionally people say well you know, it, it was just an emotional. Yeah, that could take a lot of you. When my mom was volunteering for the women's shelter before she went to the other government office for about 50 some odd years, uh, uh, it, it was just to the point where she was just kind of a lady had come in there. And I remember, man, Annette, I forgot her name, but she was I was looking at her from like maybe a 10 year old perspective. And I was like, Mom, I'm never going to be like that. I'm never going to let a man beat up on me. And, and, and I don't know how these women. My mom was like, baby, there are things you don't understand that you don't. I said, well, how? How could she come in here with black eyes and crutches and her jaws are stone? Like that's such a weak woman. And when I said that, I got the taste out of my mouth. And I, I thought about that. And she said, you don't know at this point what a person's been through. And I thought about that for a moment. And when she got her jaws unwired, I remember she sat there and her eyes were healing and I still smiled at her. And I was just kind of like, man, how could people like this exist? You know, from a child's mind. And I sat there and then she said, I would rather have had more physical violence than the spiritual, emotional, and mental because I couldn't bounce back from the investment that was returned without the investment that was given. And when she said that, I was like, wow. And I looked at that and I'm like, how could you want physical more than the rest? Because the spiritual and mental and emotional that stayed on beyond the physical. So yeah, you might get butthurt. You might have things like Andy sitting here responding saying, you know, to Tony, okay, I, I appreciate the feedback. I wish I would have, you know, got a hold of Dr. Yam earlier. We wish we all did. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying she's here now. Yeah, yeah, but the great thing about her for Andy is it's okay. Yeah. Where you are is where you are. And the thing now is what can we do to cast you forward, to put you in position so that you have uh, a plan, you, you have confidence, yep. you're removing your fear, uh, and you can take action. There's nothing... You, you've done nothing wrong. You've just done, you just, you just did some stuff. You just made some decisions. It is what it is. Oh, that is so great. Okay, Tony just sent over. Oh, he said, I feel so liberated. Hashtag thank you, Dr. Yam. I feel like I'm a new person on a new role. Oh, that well, good, Andy. 
good that's great hey we you know what kudos to you and he never knew hashtag he never knew i'm putting that in there but he he did put i never knew i needed to understand what a mission statement was i love that i love that's powerful (laughs) yes wow i did one thing today i touched something you know know what i'm gonna call it hashtag the mission statement Yes. Oh my gosh. That is so powerful. Dr. Yam got it. See, look, and if you had chosen not to be here, if you had chosen not to ask that question, all the things lead up to those things. I thought about that. If I hadn't chosen to go on 7th Avenue, turn down 10th Street, would I have seen the most wonderful flower shop in the world? Would I have got a chance to step out and go grab a bouquet for my mother and see her smile? You know, just different things you wonder. Like if I take now, when you awaken, when you really awaken, quote, the giant, or the epicenter inside of yourself, you really start thinking about, I mean, you don't have to go tedious down the line, but you start to think, man, I create my reality. Whoa, I create. It's, yeah, all yes. about, it's all about being in power. And as long as you can, you know, learn along the way, you're going to be able to go further. And so much further. Like you said, just know that everything is going to be okay. It does, going into business is not complicated. It doesn't have to be complicated. You just have to be able to um, put yourself in position where you're able to listen, you're able to learn, and then you'll be able to launch. Yeah, and but we have that fire though, Doctor Yam. Like we we got that fire. We got we got that Pisces and Aries thing going on. I mean, we keep, like, come on. Oh yeah, we that's do- that's <laughs> four, that's the three a.m. fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guilty. Guilty as charged. <laughs> my dad, I told you, my, my dad was, I tell you, we're wired. It's a wiring. Yeah, my yes. Dad, he's, he's an, he was an Aries, and it, 1 a.m. was like prime time. Yeah, yeah. It was just that, that lit feeling. Like, and you know what? When I sit there with my legs dangling off the side of the bed, I'm like, Oh, it's 12, 1, 2, 3 a.m. What should I do right now? Oh, alarm went off at 5.30 time for the shower. Let's get some coffee. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen when I actually have my first child. If it does happen, if not, I'm going to be like old mother goose and adopt me as many wonderful babies out there in the world as possible. Because Lord knows children always are in need of some extra love. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, Mr. Charles, I'm going to give his question here. You know what? I know. Okay. So, Tony sent over. How many questions do we do they have, Tony? Oh, wow. Okay. 176. Okay, hundred. So there's 176 questions. Okay. So all you guys, um, if we do have a part two with Dr. Yam, we're, we're going to save all these questions and either send it to her directly or have it out there. But, you know, I just want them to not, you know, try to chew me up later. So we have just Charles from Maryland, I believe. So he says, where to start and not get broke. Okay. Oh, uh, he put he put ads question mark. So maybe ads or I don't know IG ads, whatever he said. Oh, okay. Again, so as far as the where to start, you you, you got to before you even first of all don't don't start no ads. You got to know what you're selling first. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. True. True. You know, it's, it's, you can do it. Let's start this up earlier. The most cost effective means of marketing is content marketing. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, don't fully understand what that means. It's not just about selling a product. You're selling information because, again, people have got to know, like, and trust you. Putting up an ad isn't enough. 
Yeah, so true. content marketing is a very low end. It's, it's more about time and effort than it is about money. And the great thing about what Andy's done is Andy's got his real estate. Ah. Andy's got his website. That is prime real estate for his content marketing. Because guess what? Yeah, you can buy ads, but you got to send them somewhere. Ah. And you want to send them to your website where you have a present or a landing page. Little details are in classes. But your website is your prime real estate where your content is and what you can control. And then there's strategies all kind of behind that. So the answer to the question is, from a low-cost perspective and not spending a bunch of money is know what you want to sell, know that you're solving a problem, and then building out content that supports your level of expertise and it's going to drive people to to your product. It's all They're all connected. Wow. You got that, Mr. Charles, chomping at the bit. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, did that. So he said, "Okay, so website, yeah, get get. You have that. Andy had the real estate, um, and different ones in there. And there's different avenues of getting a real estate too. We can't just say Andy. We don't know specifically what he spent four thousand dollars on. So at the same time, make sure you got your ducks in a row. Yeah. We're trying to get that because I'm pretty sure you can cut that a little bit in half, Andy. I'm just saying. You can, yeah, this. <laughs> A website in and of itself can get a little or nothing. So those are things, again, that um, when you're uh, as a part of either the boot camp or a master class, we, we kind of go through those. Oh yeah, they need to sign up for that. You guys had to sign up for that because you're getting so many insights of clarity. You can get that extra depth and be able to put your notepads out and be a part of it yourself and go sign up with that with Dr. Yam as well. So at the same time, that definitely helps because I mean, Tony was like, I'm about to sign up too. (laughs) He wanted to, (laughs) he wanted to sign up and get that going for different things going on in his life. So that's not bad. Definitely. Everyone has a, you can start. You can keep it simple and start modestly without investing a lot of money. It's, it's about the time, really. You've got to be able to, to focus and give some time and focus so that you can be very intentional about what it is you're trying to do and why you're doing what you're doing. Once you can get that part down, the other stuff comes. The gravy will start to flow. Absolutely. So that's the fundamental piece. Yeah. Yeah. See, there we go. Yeah. Thumbs up. Thank you. All right, Charles. Thank you from Maryland. We hope you're enjoying that. So we have Kiana. Now, Kiana, I like that. Kiana. Okay. So Kiana says, what is the best stage to become a speaker? Wow. Did you say speaker? Yeah. She wants, I mean, okay. Okay. So she says, starting from a 20 year old perspective, how does she go? How does she go into the, how is the best stage to go as a speaker? What stage path should she go? Sure. Definitely. So I do a lot of speaking gigs. I can tell you again, it goes back to your story. What is your story? What is your purpose, your mission? And what, what do your life experiences thus far? That's what speaking is going to be about. You're either speaking from personal experience and sharing that with other people is speaking, really. That's true. And, you know, research, academia, on that, and you're delivering from that. But most speakers will tell you it's about telling a story. And it can be as simple as a three-minute story and getting really good at it and really tight. And then you're able to expound on it. So 
Um, so there's the, there's the literal sense of going into the secret and the art of speaking, but before you even have to open up your mouth, you got to have a story. Yeah. Because that's what you're going to be speaking on, right? You've got to be able to have that sense because there's where that connectedness is. Yeah. So you can start a business, you can be artful enough um, to be uh, called on to be a speaker on a particular subject matter. I, I do a lot of speaking on leadership because that's uh, an area of expertise that I landed in communication. Um, and so a lot of my speaking uh, gigs are typically in that area. So it's, it's all about a love and a passion for something that you want to then be able to share with other people. So that's how you can start. And you can start as simple, but get the story down. Oh, okay. See, yeah. See, I, I was saying, yeah, it coincides with Mia. Now, I, I wanted to, is it this, exactly what Dr. Yam said? I'm trying to piece them together because it goes like a story. It goes with a story. I know people get mad from not being first. But this right here, Dr. Yam, kind of branches off. I'm going to bounce to Mia. Maya, Mia, I like, well, either way is pretty. So, <laughs> Mia uh, says, well, people respect her if she's not a well-known biz slash coach and learning her story. Okay. Will people. Okay, okay. So, so if I understand the question, so you want to be a coach and a business coach? Yeah, so this is the, yeah, the next, I, I, I decided to put Mia right after okay. Kiana because it kind of, it kind of piggybacked off of what you just said to Kiana. Uh, she said, how does, will people respect her? How to get people to respect her, recognize her as oh. kind of an influencer to be, to be doing something like that? Yeah. Okay. So what I typically tell people is when you're first starting out, and this is why it's important that you don't have to spend a lot of money, if you, if you are confident of what you're able to do, you've got to have a proof of concept, right? So the way you do your proof of concept is get some specimens. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get people, you, you are of service. And I think the other thing too is being, a, being a humble and being able to do things in craft harness your craft of doing what you say you claim you can do because you can't you should not go into business if one you're not passionate about it number one because that's going to come through so I'll be real clear about it I'm no fake (laughs) so you need to be doing it for the sake of it's, it's almost like effortless and if it's something that you're that passionate about and you would do it for free then you know you're on to something. And what you probably need to do is do that. Do it for free. And you need to do and be able to get feedback from people that they can see value in what you're doing and you can get testimonies. The power of selling is testimonies from your customers. So building on that. So if you're just starting out and you don't have anything established and you're just coming out the door or you're going to start it as a side while you're working your business, while you're working full-time, no problem. You start by providing the service to others either for nothing so that you can do it in, in exchange for, right? There's a, there's a trade-off mm-hmm. that you can get the testimonies because people will need to know that other people have already experienced what you're trying to sell. So whenever you look at other people's ads, the first thing you're going to see is but more than two-thirds of the way down on the ad, you're going to see some testimonies, right? Yeah. Because you always want to see, it's just like Yelp, right? You go to Yelp, I'm going to Yelp before I go in, or if I go to a home advisor, I'm going to, the, I'm going to check out what the customer said. Mm-hmm. And you want to do the same thing. So, 
people will know, like, and trust you, one, they'll know that you're trusted because others have trusted you and they give you positive feedback. Um, and let me be clear about that. Real feedback from real work. Not your mama, not your daddy, <laughs> not your cousin. Real people who can validate for you. So yes. Just, uh, put that in, I want to put that in, a, in perspective. Because um, you know that was an idea out there, somebody. <laughs> no, no, no. I say, again. They probably were thinking, well, maybe just get a hold of my cousin. Just just to see if they might want to leave a review. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I love you guys. <laughs> I love you guys. But yeah, so, so starting your business, particularly those of you who are going in service-based, meaning that anything like bookkeeping, accounting, virtual assistant, whatever it is, you, you do want to have a couple of people that you're testing. the. You should be trying out the, 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 the solution that you claim that you can help and do people, help other people. You should be able to have demonstrate that. You know, I, I was, someone was, I was looking at somebody, somebody was, did something on my Instagram and I knew that they were doing, they put a comment on my Instagram page because they were trying to then convince me that I should use them to help me grow my Instagram page. Mm. And, and then, and, or be a part of, and, you know, grow it and have 10,000 people, whatever it was. And I look at the Instagram, I'm like, but you don't have it, so what's the heck? <laughs> oh, so I don't know, but you can't sell nothing. You haven't proven yourself. Mm-hmm. So I don't tell people, so I'm going to be real clear. I don't tell people I'm going to make you rich. That's not what my work is about. Exactly. My work, my work is about helping you found create a foundation, a strong foundation so when you get to your launch day, you will have the confidence, you will have the knowledge so that you can start a business with a level of success and then you can gain the profitability. But I don't promise people that you're going to make a whole bunch of money. I, I can't do that. No. I ain't making a whole bunch of money. I, I, I live nicely though. Yeah. And I'm always looking to grow. No, and then you can't promise the effort on what other people are willing to do. Um, that's why I tell people you can't, if you're not willing to do the homework, you can't blame the teacher for something that you're not filling out. Now you can say, okay, well, I asked for side, uh, assignments or I tried to sit down. Yeah, but if you're not filling out the paper to actually have something to start off with, you can't expect someone else to, like I said, invest in yourself when you're not investing in yourself. That's the truth. Like I can, I can get you there. Yes. 
I'm tested. At the same, at the same time, right? Tested, so, yeah. There's, there's, there's that. Um, so just think about the fact that one of the things about when you go into business as, a, as an entrepreneur, you may go into business for yourself, but you don't have to go into business by yourself. Yep. Okay. You, you need to have a support system in place. That's going to be really, really critical. Uh, you can, there's certain things you don't know. You need the support. If these are going to be in a one-on-one situation in a coaching, or you can come into mastermind and, and do part of a group think. There's different ways that you can gain the knowledge and the support that you're going to need. Oh, you just answered Michael's question. Good. Okay. So he was he was saying yeah. Michael had a question. The Michael's question was next, and he said, "Oh, he said thank you so much. You answered my question." Okay. So his was, "Can he have basically accountability partners? Good to go in there with a the family or friends to kind of give him the encouragement to keep on yeah. going?" Because I mean, I have a co- I have a mentor. I have a spiritual guide as far as going mm-hmm. on with my my even my my intuition of having that person there it helps me and being able to test out the water every day, having different people write in or call in uh, depending on what the wardens do uh, different ones like that to say man if I just stopped someone from breaking someone's jaw I'm excited I mean I'm I'm excited for that just to know that you're being able to do stuff but I tell you one thing this right here is an intriguing question Dr. Yen because I mean it's kind of like you make people feel the depth of where they've been trying to reach for so long so I'm piggybacking off of that Jason's question is uh, did you have any fear um, on a different level because of how your dad's ambition was that drove you as a child? Oh. Hmm. Oh. Well, you know, I don't necessarily think it was a fear. I mean, so one of the things that was real funny about my dad was, you know, he was an artist. Um, I think we, my sister and, and brother, we all have, and he was a lover of jazz, classical jazz. Oh. So lover, lover of jazz music on top of that. So, um, I think through that, he he always wanted us to either go into music because he was like, he would get my hands. He was like, oh, you got you got piano hands. You should be a pianist. <laughs> and it was like, you got a great brain. You should be a doctor. You know, but he always saw the best in us, right? Yeah. Um, the entrepreneurial piece, I think, was more about a level of freedom. And I think that just kind of is something that, he, that just embodies him because his parents were... Although they may have worked at times, but they we always had an entrepreneurial. They they had real estate. They ran different rental properties uh, in in New York. Uh, they had land. Uh, so I think it just it, it was not myself, even with my sister. Uh, we we all have had that entrepreneurial kind of go get it type of uh, uh, fire in us because that's what we were around all the time. The fear so much, not so much. I think of nothing else is being fearless ah. because because of his willingness to take risks. I mean, who who picks up their family? <laughs> who, who leaves who leaves a, who leaves a job after like seventeen years? Picks up their family from New York, moves to Florida, and didn't even really have a job. I mean, yeah, it just but that's where he knew he wanted to be, he said he knew what he didn't want to do. When uh. you know what you don't want to do, and that's going to drive you to do something better, and you just, and you're going to like, it's just going to have to work. Like, I'm just going to have to trust in whoever your belief is, and you're going to have to trust in that and in yourself. 
enough to be able to say it's gonna be all right. Did we have a heart? Did we have an easy life when we got this? Heck no. Could it have been better? Sure. Did we go without? No. And he was happy with that. You know, he would have loved to have made a million dollars and left us all a bunch of money. That was that would have been his his ideal place. And but what he left us was so priceless, like they say, priceless. Yeah. I would, I would be able to tell you the story today. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was going to say Dr. Yan would not be able to give you this story today if wow. it wasn't for that. I mean, at the same time, he still planted those seeds and it was harvested. It was reaping the harvest of that for the definitely, sacrifice that he definitely. took. And the great thing about in our family was there was the balance, right? So my mother, she worked. She wasn't that person that worked Yeah, Michael, you heard that. Be selective because you don't want to have someone who drives yeah, you so far family down. Ain't always, family is not always a good thing. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Because they can drive you to a point to where they'll drive you the opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> drive what? you the opposite look way. For someone, look for someone who is either doing something that you aspire to do or at least you see something in them that you would like to have in yourself at some point in time. But, but an accountability partner also is either someone who's doing something alongside. Because, like, in, in um, when I do five-day challenges or when I do a boot camp or a master class, I usually have people that be accountability partners to each other because it is a, it is a stabilizer and it is a strengthener because people are more prone to do get things done when they know, you know, the old thing. You inspect what you expect. Yes, that is very true. You know, and I'm, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just so liberated myself just for the simple fact that everyone has found their liberation. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. I mean, I know a lot of people have their little insights about what's going on, but now we have down to the wire of a kind of a mini recap. Aries are not good at this, at least for me. Um, so where <laughs> you have, the mission statement, knowing your focus goal, being able to center yourself as the brand and knowing what your authenticity is. Because honestly, there's nothing more than all the compliments that I said. This right here is probably the best compliment. We're not talking about physical attributes, all the other stuff. Okay, I can go into my egotistical ways of areas, but let's go. So I'm just saying, when it comes down to having, you know, with the lips, we're talking about the curves. Let's just talk about when people say, man, you know what? I love how genuine you are. I love your authenticity. I love the fact that you're so organic. You're just such a second nature for me. I love the fact that a person can say that about you. When 
without even knowing you for more than 10 to 15 minutes. And then on top of that, and people call me, I took an insult at first when someone called me infectious. They're like, man, you're such an infectious person. I was like, excuse you? What did, what did you just say? And he came out, one of the guys who owned one of the corporate places, I think it's called the VUM or something he does around here in the branch. And he said, I've been listening to you via intercom, talk to the staff, different ones. He's like, you're supposed to come in here so we can interview you for the company. And I want you to work, you know, basically be the embodiment of the company. You're the brand that I want to represent my company. And mind you, this guy's brand has been around for at least 25 years. And I'm sitting here like, whoa, whoa, I'm not even wanting to accept the position. I just wanted to exercise my muscle. See, that's the whole thing. I was out there and like Dr. Yam was saying, you got to give yourself freely, freely as I give to you, freely as I give. And that's why I see too, you have to be able to give that free. You can't tighten up and say, here's a sample. I want you to try the most delicious, beneficial, nutritious thing in the world. But hey, there's a catch. Give me a dollar fifty for that spoonful you took. If you don't exercise, <laughs> if you don't exercise your muscle, that's the same thing as a person not being able to walk. I wasn't able to walk for years and people don't know that. Like, man, you really? I'm like, yeah, it was a point where I couldn't even get to that point. Like the strength of where you are. If you're not exercising and living and breathing what you say that you really want to do, you're not really about that life. I mean, let's be sure you're not about it all the way right now or you're still getting in the way. And that's what people say. I really want this relationship. How can you really want a relationship with someone when you barely even contact them and they're asking for communication how can you say that you want to be a better parent but yet you're not focusing on your child or development developing a relationship to where they can say okay i'm getting something from my parent i I feel like this is more fruitful if you say the same thing i say to myself lex get on it like get to where you have to go don't complain next week to myself lex and you're not doing what you could do today so i can be here next week and that's what you have to first give yourself that accountability and you have to go in hard not to the point where you feel like you're just a piece of dead weight but to the point of where you give yourself a scolding inside kind of like just pick yourself up and keep moving because the only way you're going to get to your destination is if you keep moving forward yes I'm like, <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah. robotically motion, motion not movement okay. yeah yes motion i mean no or movement not motion motion Movement, not motion. Not motion. Movement, not motion. Motion is like the ocean. Yeah, that is very true. I mean, I want to. Motion is like the ocean ain't going nowhere. It just moves. Yeah, (laughs) it's very true. I mean, it has motion, but it ain't going nowhere. No, yeah, it's still sitting there. You have to take a step. Yeah. Movement is you have to take action. That is true. Movement is moving your body, your mind, whatever it is, but you have to take physical the transition of of a bodily existence. So you want to have movement not motion yeah and reach out too yeah like dr yam was saying she has a coach i have a coach i have a mentor i go to and people will say oh you no. if i if we had all the answers i know if i had all the answers right but we wouldn't be in certain situations before but we realize those situations happen in order to propel us forward to where we are now in order to help other people out their situations and if you want to reach out more and get a chance to have that i know you guys have a lot more questions okay that's almost 300 questions i don't know how you guys expect people to go there tony was oh, most <laughs> yes i'm like so, so <laughs> i told tony okay so everyone on the live i know you guys have your streaming uh limit limit 
limitations. God, I can't even talk. Your streaming limitations for wherever you are, whatever you guys signed up for, for whatever platforms you're on. But Tony told me already that you guys can't handle the magnitude of your streaming abilities of what you're doing for your limitations. <laughs> they only give you a cap. I mean, for us, we don't have a cap, but for you guys, you guys have a cap anyway, but it's still good. So if Dr. Yam will, or if you want to come back for part two, you're always welcome. Three, four, five, infinity and beyond. We're definitely <laughs> never going to say no to fans. Family. And at the same time, for all you, just submit all your questions over so Tony can kind of get them once we wrap everything up um, on that level. But you still can find out uh, plenty of information because Dr. Yam is going to have a de- dedicated blog spot and as well as her bio, her information. And in the meantime, as well, uh, Tony says he's going to send this over to you guys if you can't catch the rhythm of my flow. Thank God I'm not speaking Spanish today. But it's www.keepitsimplecoach.info. Right? Is there a dot yeah, com in there too? And there'll be a, and I'm going to have a goodie bag for you, a goodie page, freebies, and information, and that'll be on the link page as well oh i can't wait to get oh sorry about that i just busted myself out okay no <laughs> sorry oh tony okay he's like okay we can't wait to get yes yeah, that goodie bag all that information yeah, What's up? Good. Goodie page. Goodie page with lots of, uh, resources join my facebook group yeah that would be hey, that's great and you know what everybody Thanks. see look all these questions you guys have now and you can sign up to get that and remember you have to have someone that can coach you in order to move forward there's we all have coaches in life we always we always have no matter if they're not even a label or a title there's a coach or someone leading the way because lord knows if you walked into a store and saw someone drinking a mountain dew and you never had a mountain dew before you're gonna get one because you saw someone leading the way so stop I'm like, <laughs> so stop, listen, and learn. And I'm just going to say I'm thankful for all those who are on the live stream and on demand. I know we're going to make sure it's to the point of where you guys can get your downloads. We try to make sure that the live stream doesn't leave all the staticky little prickles. But at the end of the day, I mean, we've never had complaints from people. Um, they get the message loud and clear. And at the same time, it's free consultation and, and coaching to get you to the next step. And I would say go to the next step and get Dr. Yamilet Williams to help you on that journey because obviously she did a tremendous point right now. I thought from the other episode it was reaching up to like 100 some 200 questions. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. This right here is superseded 300. So I'm like, okay, all right. We got the rhythm in the beat, you know? We'll take it. I said, we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, I'm going to have her email up there too. So we have that. And okay, that is okay. So we have Dr. Yam at keepitsimplecoach.info as well. So you can also get that we will have those provided as well and if you want to send her an email from any other further information she wants to give you to move forward with that process and remember to sign up for that goodie page okay i'm just saying <laughs> i know most of you are probably going to go do your little devices or whatever you have but you know what i'm saying you know how to come back and get the rhythm of the beat on there so dr yam we want to say thank you for being here with us and oh. My, I can't even say thank you to you. It just feels natural. Like it's just like, girl, where have you been like, my whole life? <laughs> it's been like for real. Like we haven't seen each other in a bunch. <laughs> 
We have not, but I mean, I'm just, I'm here at any time and I'm, I'll send over the details or anything. My contact info, Angela will send that over to you because at the end of the day, waves are moving and shaking. I'm going to actually say that once I get up on that, regardless if we're doing a remote visit, because I don't know if the Oprah show or Ellen DeGeneres, whoever they put me on, if they want to put me, I'm like, Dr. Yam is my sister Yamalet. I love you. Next time we'll have a, a Oprah Winfrey next chapter. So what happened to you and Dr. Yam's relationship? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, she moved somewhere else, and I, I just moved to Yonder, and you know, you, but we're we're back together. We, we, we cool. We're Nettie and Seely now. We're Nettie and Seely. <laughs> we got. <laughs> Oh, Lord. The color purple always got to come out in the blood. It just has to. That's what blood is, the color purple. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm sorry about that. But, yeah, we love you all. Uh, We're we're thankful on here. So, yeah, Dr. Yam, thank you again for being that spark, that whole organizational spark, the motivation. Thank you so much for the blessing of being a part of your listening audience today. I want to share that with you. It's a pure pleasure. And I look forward to coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. I mean, I'm, I'm literally, please, please come back. You're so, I mean, the information you gave, I mean, literally, I mean, I would have put a price tag on that, like, for, for real. I mean, like, seriously, that's something that you get from a person that will, I mean, some of my friends, even Adrian and them, get some consulting for $30,000 in a month. I mean, that right there was a whole chunk. And you can organize that and get it together once you get a chance to get more direction from Dr. Yam, she can only do so much on these things. You know, there's only so much she can do on here. But we get it. So look forward to supporting you all. Yes. I'm oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. So Dr. Yam, we thank you from the RDC team, from Shyla to Angela to Marcus to Tony to myself, oh, Lexus T. Yes, Tony. He's blowing a kiss. <laughs> Okay, okay, Tony, stop. She don't want you. Okay, so we get to Tony and all of us. We, we, we're happy for the blessing that you bless us with your presence and the information, wisdom, and the journey that you took to get to where you are. And RDC families from all you are who are new, you're still family too. All of those who have been tuning in for the live stream on demand and those who will go to the future downloads as well of what's coming on once Anthony puts out the rest of the schedule. We want to say thank you as well. And remember to be the change, feel the passion, embrace the power of the spirit because it is with you for you and always going to be great unto you okay don't forget that but remember to go to real double to check out the expert guests and dr yam's page and her info as well you can email us about that send your questions over to tony and hopefully he does that the right way and gets all of them downloaded he is sporadic okay we'll just let him go right there and we love you and um you're just amazing So thanks for tuning in and we'll be back with you very, 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 very soon.